This is Dan's Mega 65 Digest for April 2023. Fun with Petsky. Petsky is a set of 256 values that can be printed to the screen of a Commodore computer. Most of these codes refer to characters, such as letters, numbers, punctuation, and Commodore's unique set of graphics glyphs that can be typed from the keyboard. Other codes are control codes that manipulate the state of the screen and printing system, such as to change the color of subsequently printed text. The Petsky character set is part of what gives Commodore computers their distinctive style. Drawing pictures by typing Petsky characters and codes is one of the first things everyone does with a Commodore, and there is a long tradition of crafting murals of Petsky art for demos, games, and computer bulletin boards. You're probably pretty familiar with the capabilities of Petsky on a Commodore 64. In this digest, we'll review the Petsky character set and see how the Mega 65 can learn a trick or two from Commodores that predate the 64. We'll also take a look at Petsky control codes that are newer than the C64 and see how we can make special use of Petsky strings on the Mega 65. Featured Files Here's more stuff you can download and try on your Mega 65 today. M3WP Solitaire by M3WP Every computer needs some card game fun, and this Solitaire game has it in spades. <laughs> Connect a mouse to port 1 and play the classic Klondike Solitaire with rich multicolor playing card graphics. You won't be able to resist just one more hand. Don't have a vintage Commodore 1351 mouse or Amiga mouse? Get the Mouster adapter and connect a modern USB mouse. Make sure the mouse mode is set correctly in the Mega 65 configuration menu. Hold Alt while turning on the computer, then select 1, to match the Mouster configuration. If you're one of the lucky ones to receive a modern Amiga tank mouse from their Kickstarter campaign, that also works with the Mega 65. Lemonade for Two by Ubik, an innovative two-player version of the microcomputer classic business strategy game. Use your limited funds to buy supplies based on the weather forecast, sell lemonade in your neighborhood, and leverage your profits into expanding your business. Outmatch your opponent and win it all. Procedurally Drawn Galaxy by Grim Fandango. This high-resolution graphics demo renders a gorgeous spiral galaxy. Once you've admired the image, check out the basic program listing to see how it's done. The Lost Glyphs of the Pet The Petsky text encoding standard was originally invented for the Commodore PET computer in 1977. It uses 8-bit code points for 256 possible values, of which 192 represent typable characters. Some characters are assigned to multiple code points. The actual number of distinct typable characters is 128. The remaining 64 code points are used for control codes, or otherwise have no effect when printed to the screen. While Petsky was based on the ASCII code standard in use by most computers by that time, 
the Commodore PET had its own ideas about how to make the best use of the code space. An unexpanded PET did not have a bitmap graphics mode, so Petsky extended the character set with graphic symbols that could be used to draw boxes, diagrams, and game images. Petsky actually describes two character sets, one with mixed case letters and some graphic symbols, the text character set, and another with only uppercase letters and more graphic symbols, the graphics character set. On Commodore machines, the graphics character set is the default. This is why you sometimes see ASCII messages misprinted on Commodore machines with lowercase letters as uppercase and uppercase letters as graphic symbols. The user can toggle between character sets as needed by pressing the Commodore key and the Shift key together. This is Mega plus Shift on the Mega 65. The Petsky codes for the 128 typable characters map to screen codes that describe what actually appears on a location on the screen. There's a second set of screen codes that represents those characters in reverse video mode for a total of 256 possible screen codes in a character set. With two character sets, the complete definition of a Commodore typeface has 512 possible glyphs, of which only the first 256 or second 256 can be on the screen at one time. Fun fact, the PET adds a one-pixel vertical space between each line when the display switches to text mode to give it more of an ASCII terminal feel. You can see this in the image that I included in the article, which I produced in an emulator with a program that prints the Petsky control code to switch to this mode. It's also possible to use the text character set on a PET without the vertical gaps. The C64 Typeface The original Commodore PET typeface was designed with the PET's built-in monochrome display in mind. These glyphs were used in 40-column and 80-column PET models. The same glyphs were also used in the VIC-20. To reduce costs, the VIC-20 did not have a built-in display and was designed to be connected to the color television set already in your living room. To make the text legible on blurry TVs, the VIC-20 only supported 22 columns of text and stretched the pet glyphs extra wide. Commodore sought to return to a 40-column text display for the Commodore 64, but there was a problem. The pet glyphs were too thin and spindly to be readable on a TV at narrow character widths. So Commodore redesigned the character set with thicker vertical lines. Nearly every occurrence of a single pixel with a space on either side was doubled in some form. The result is the Commodore typeface we know and love, used unchanged all the way up to the Mega 65. It looks pretty good in 80 columns on a modern display. The Missing Glyphs The redesign met its goal, but at a cost. Several pet glyphs simply did not survive being made thicker. For example, the glyph set includes vertical lines of every width on both the left and right side of the tile. Take a look at your Mega 65 keyboard, and you can see a few of these are typable by holding down Mega and pressing keys like L, N, and M. On the PET, Commodore plus G and Commodore plus M were vertical lines one pixel wide. Starting with the Commodore 64, they are now two pixels wide, redundant with Commodore plus H and Commodore plus N, respectively. Some PET glyphs have been deleted entirely. A fine-grained one-pixel checkerboard pattern was replaced with a duplicate of the two-pixel checkerboard pattern. Dotted and line pattern glyphs just became extra empty spaces. 
Early Mega 65 contributor Marcus Neeb, X to the Max on the Discord, aka MPBBS, noticed the missing glyphs. At the Mega Open House of August 2022, he proposed a radical idea. Restore the missing pet glyphs for the Mega 65. All of the restorations only replace glyphs that are redundant with others elsewhere in the typeface, and because they are both redundant and obscure, they likely haven't been used by Mega 65 software. The restored glyphs are authentic to Commodore history, and are demonstrably useful on modern displays in both 40-column and 80-column modes. It's intriguing to imagine how reintroducing these glyphs enhances the character of the platform. I know I would have used the fine checker, dotted, and line pattern tiles all the time if I had them, and a sharp enough display to support them back in the day. The Mega 65 Steering Committee decided against modifying the default ROM with these changes, primarily because it's actually quite easy for any program that wants to use these glyphs to install them. It's even easier on the Mega 65 than on previous Commodore computers. Basic programs can just use the chardef command, and machine code programs merely have to write the new glyphs to a memory location. See the article for the chardef statements that restore the missing pet glyphs. Feel free to use them in your programs or in your autoboot.c65 file. Petsky Control Codes The ASCII standard includes codes that do something other than print a character when sent to a terminal or teletype. These codes cause the terminal device to perform some other action, such as to move the cursor, or printhead, to the beginning of the next line, or signal the operator by ringing a bell. Petsky also includes non-printing code points that, when printed, perform an effect, such as change the color or style of subsequently printed characters, move the cursor position, potentially scrolling the terminal-like text display, switch the display between uppercase and lowercase character sets, enable or disable the ability for the user to switch between the uppercase and lowercase character sets, clear the screen, ring the terminal bell. Control codes can be typed directly into the screen using a key sequence. This is a great way to experiment with control codes and see their effects immediately. For example, hold Control and press 3 to change the printing color to red. Control 2 changes it back to white. Printing is very similar to typing in this way. It causes the effect of typing each code to occur in the order the codes appear in the string. Your user's guide has a good reference of Petsky character and control codes and their keyboard equivalents in Appendix B. Including control codes in strings. The chr$ function takes a Petsky control code as a number and evaluates to a one-character string for that code. You can concatenate this string with other strings. The chr$ function works for all 256 Petsky codes, but it's not especially convenient. You have to use a table to look up the control code numbers and type quite a few characters to spell it all out. Thankfully, the Commodore screen editor has an alternate way to type control codes into strings just by typing the key sequences that cause their effect. The screen editor knows that you intend to include the code in the string and not have it take effect immediately when it is in quote mode. The editor enables quote mode when you type the first double quote character of a string and disables it when you type the closing double quote character. You may have seen vintage magazine program listings represent these typable codes using labels like curly bracket, 
the word red, close curly bracket. When you type red, you're actually typing control three, and this appears as a reversed character inside the string. Quote mode takes some getting used to. It's easy to forget that cursor movement keys also get quoted, so if you try to cursor left while typing a string, it quotes the cursor left Petsky codes instead. A few codes intentionally do not get quoted, such as pressing return. If you need such a code in a string, the only way is to use the chr dollar sign function, chr dollar sign parentheses one three close parentheses for return. There is one other way to access quote mode. When you press shift insert delete, the editor inserts a space at the cursor location and does not move the cursor. It also enters quote mode only for the inserted spaces, so you can type a control code if you need to. This quote mode effect happens even if the cursor is not located inside double quotes. That's not particularly useful, but it's a trade-off for the fact that the screen editor doesn't try to understand what you are typing until you press return. If you find that you're in quote mode and don't want to be, press escape, then O, and that's the letter O. It's useful to know that the screen editor will interpret whatever is on the screen when you press return, including reversed characters inside double quotes, no matter how these characters were typed. Technically, you can type a quoted red code while not in quote mode by turning on reverse mode and typing the pound symbol, which is what it would look like if you typed control three while in quote mode. I've never done this in regular practice. I typically use the insert method to type quoted codes when modifying an existing line, but it's fun to know that it works. Try this. Type print space quote space, H-E-L-L-O, control two for white, close quote, and then don't press return. Cursor back to the space before the word hello, enter control nine to enter reverse mode, then type the pound key and press return. Print modes and colors. The Commodore 65 supports text modes for underlining, flashing text, and reverse text. These modes can be combined. To enable underlining, press Ctrl-B. To enable flashing text, press Ctrl-O. One way to enable reverse text is Ctrl-R, though as we just saw, this is also available as Ctrl-9, also known as Reverse On. There are Petsky codes to disable each of these individually, and if you're just typing them onto the screen, you can press Escape then O to disable all three modes. Reverse can also be disabled with Control Zero, aka Reverse Off. The printing system keeps track of the text color as its own mode, using that color for printing characters. The blinking cursor is drawn in the current text color. Commodore 64 fans know the color changing keys quite well. Control or Mega, plus a number key 1 through 8, accesses 16 colors, as labeled on the number keys themselves. The corresponding Petsky codes are scattered a bit. White is 5, red is 28, green is 30, and so on. So you'll just want to look these numbers up in the user's guide if you need them. On the Mega 65, you can access a system palette of 32 colors for text printing. All 32 colors can be used on the same screen simultaneously. To access them using Petsky control codes, there's a print mode for that. Control D causes the 16 color codes to refer to colors 0 through 15. 
and control A causes them to refer to the colors 16 to 31. Don't forget that you can change an entry in the 32 color system palette to any of 4096 colors using the palette color command. You can also change which color is used for printing with the foreground command or the color command. See the user's guide for more information. Moving the cursor. It was very common for Commodore 64 basic programs to position text on the screen using Petsky control codes that move the cursor. To print the message Hello World in the center of the 40 by 25 screen, a program might print the Home code to move the cursor to the top left corner, followed by 12 cursor down codes and 14 cursor left codes, then the message. Basic 65 has a dedicated command for positioning the cursor. Cursor, space, the column number, comma, the row number. This may be more useful for positioning text on the screen, depending on what you're trying to print. The terminal display supports tab column positions, similar to ASCII teletypes and old typewriters. I won't describe the whole system here. You can experiment with the tab key, which is Petsky code 9, and tab set clear, Petsky code 24, to see what they do. Screen effects. Pretty much every Commodore 64 basic program I ever wrote started by clearing the screen. This felt so powerful, the first step in my program taking control of the machine. The reversed heart character of the quoted clear screen Petsky code resonates as nostalgically for me as the blue bordered home screen. Press Shift Clear Home to clear the screen. Press it in quote mode to insert the Petsky control code into a string such that it clears the screen when that part of the string is printed. As we mentioned last month, the text screen can display either the uppercase character set or the lowercase character set. Each set can have 256 unique glyphs, but only one set can appear on the screen at one time. The default character set keeps uppercase letters and graphics characters in the first set, and lowercase and uppercase letters in the second set. You can toggle between the two character sets interactively by pressing the Mega and Shift keys together. Try it. This toggle effect is not a Petsky code, and in fact supersedes many program functions, so you can do this while a program is running. If your program intentionally uses one set or the other, you can print Petsky codes to select the set, as well as to disable the Mega Shift behavior. Old terminals had a special code that caused a bell to ring such as to alert an operator at the end of a long job, possibly on a printer in another room. Newer screen terminals support the bell code, mostly using it to indicate an error. The Commodore 65 also has a bell. Press Ctrl-G to hear it. Patterns in control codes. Petsky codes 1 through 26 are typable as control plus a letter of the alphabet A through Z. Control S is overridden as an equivalent to no scroll. Code 19 can be entered with the home key. Control M is return, and Control T is delete, so these can't be quoted. Use CHR dollar sign for these. As quote mode characters, these codes appear as reversed versions of their corresponding letters. This pattern extends to the other codes in the Petsky characters, although they're less easy to remember. In most cases where a code is usefully paired with another, one code is in the range 0 through 32, 
and the other is the same code plus 128, or hexadecimal 80, similar to shifted characters. For example, code 2 enables underlining, and code 130, or hexadecimal 82, disables it. Not every code has a useful pair, and for whatever reason the shift enable and disable codes are simply 11 and 12. The Commodore 65 assigns several Petsky codes to keys that have no behavior when printed, such as the function keys. These codes are only useful when reading a key press with the basic get key command. In some of these cases, the corresponding control keys perform behaviors in the screen editor that do not occur when the code is printed. For example, there is no way to print a Petsky code with the same effect as typing control P. Escape codes. The screen editor has some advanced features that go beyond the available Petsky control codes. This extended set is accessible by pressing Escape followed by another key. See the appendix in your user's guide for a complete list. Be sure to download the latest PDFs of your user guide, which include minor updates to this appendix specifically. Only a few escape codes are useful from print. You activate them by printing the Petsky code for escape, which is Petsky code 27, you use CHR dollar sign, open parentheses, 27 close parentheses, followed by the appropriate character. As we saw last month, Escape followed by the character 5 switches to 80 by 50 mode in the latest version of the ROM. You can activate this mode from a basic program by printing these codes. Escape then M disables scrolling of the text display. This can be useful within a program to print on the bottommost line of the screen. Escape then L re-enables scrolling. Programmable function keys. Your Mega 65 includes a row of function keys, numbered F1 through F14. The seven keys act as the odd numbers, hold shift and press 1 to access the even numbers. Technically, there are 16 function keys, with the last two being the help key and the run key, respectively. Press shift run stop to act as run. By now, you or your cat may have pressed these keys in the basic editor, and noticed that they do various things. Some are super useful, and others are not obviously helpful. I know I've tried pressing the help key on a Commodore 128, only to be disappointed that it just shouts help back at me, and doesn't appear to do anything else. In the basic editor, the purpose of the function keys is to type strings of Petsky codes. These strings are programmable. When you press a function key, it types its string as if you typed it out manually. For example, the default definition of the help key is a string of five codes, H-E-L-P, followed by the return key. On a blank line, this enters the basic command help, which displays information about the most recent error encountered by your basic program. If your program didn't recently encounter an error, the help command prints nothing. To see a list of all the function key definitions, type the key command, that's K-E-Y. Knowing what we know about Petsky codes, we can see how the default definitions of the function keys work. Several definitions use CHR $27 to refer to the escape key, entering escape codes. Others use CHR $13 to type the return key to enter commands. Some definitions use quoted control codes to type the equivalent key sequences. 
Notice that key sequences that control the basic editor don't work with the print command, but they do work in function key definitions. For example, function key F9 is defined as a synonym for control P, which scrolls a line of a basic program listing onto the screen from the bottom. Paired with the default definition of F11, control V, these keys are a handy way to browse a basic program listing, and more convenient than using the control sequences directly. To redefine a function key, use the key command with arguments, the function key number, a comma, and the string definition. For your convenience, this is how the key command displays the current definitions, so you can cursor up to one of those lines, make a change, and press return to register the new definition. It can be really handy to define function keys for project-specific tasks. For example, say you're troubleshooting a subroutine on line 3500 that has different behaviors depending on the value of the x variable, and you want to try it with different values. You can define the function keys f1 and f3 as follows. Key, space, one, comma, quote, x equals, close quote. Key, space, three, comma, quote, colon, go sub, space, 3500, close quote, plus, chr dollar sign, open parentheses, one, three, close parentheses. Now you can test the subroutine quickly. Press F1, enter a value for X, then press F3. Once you have function key settings that you like, you can save them to a file on disk, then load them again later. These commands are key save, then the file name, and key load, then the file name, respectively. Save your project-specific definitions on disk with your other project files. You can even have multiple definition files and load them as needed. Control codes in PetCat In the December 2022 issue of the Digest, I mentioned a handy tool for developing Mega65 programs on your PC called PetCat. This tool is distributed with the Vice suite of Commodore emulators, it converts between Petsky characters and an ASCII text-based syntax, so your programs can include all of the possible characters, even though your PC doesn't have a Commodore keyboard. For the more unusual Petsky characters and control codes, PetCat has a label syntax using curly brackets, similar to what we used earlier for codes like curly bracket red close curly bracket. You can type these labels directly into your text file, and PetCat will generate the equivalent Petsky code when it makes the PRG file. To my knowledge, there isn't an existing prose document that describes all of the PetCat syntax. So I wrote one. See my new PetCat syntax reference in the Mega65 wiki. Feedback welcome. Petsky is a defining feature of Commodore computers, providing a ton of display power that's easy to use in basic programs. I hope it inspires you to do something great. For more, visit m65digest.substack.com.